Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As I mentioned during the announcements, uh, we are following the Red Letter Challenge, which is 40 days of, uh, of, of individual devotions at home, uh, covering five different principles, uh, being, forgiving, serving, giving, and going. Uh, in your readings uh, this week, it's simply an introduction into each one of those, not really even with a challenge to do, just kind of casting the, the vision and the theme of where we're going. Today's reading was on forgiving, how appropriate that we're in God's house this Ash Wednesday, uh, begging and pleading God once again for him to be merciful to us poor sinful be- beings and to uh, ask him once again for that forgiveness. But that gift of forgiveness is not just a a gift that we receive as Christian people, but it is also a calling that we have received to give to other people. To forgive as we've been forgiven. There's a lot more that's going to be said about forgiveness in the coming weeks, and so I don't intend on saying a lot tonight, but I do want to uh, give you a practical example of forgiveness and a practical way for you to actually uh, put it into practice right now. But let me first say this. Uh, my wife, Abby, and I uh, have been married for 12 years, and early on in our marriage, uh, we, we, we kind of made a pact with one another uh, that, that we would actually speak forgiveness to one another. When I do pre-marriage counseling with couples, uh, I oftentimes ask them, do you, do you have a practical way that you guys forgive one another? And they always say yes. And I say, well, tell me what that looks like. What do you do? What, what's your practical way? And they say, well, um, you know, if, if so-and-so says I'm sorry, I, I say, you know, it's no big deal. We, we move on, right? And I said, that's how you give forgiveness? They said, yeah. I said, have you ever said the words, I forgive you? And they look at me with this blank stare like, I don't know if I ever have. People of God, when I say that to you, have you ever spoken those words to somebody? I forgive you. Those are, those are rare words, I believe, in, in our American vocabulary, even in the Christian church. Most people will say, forget about it, no worries, uh, you know, don't worry about it. That's, that's kind of how people respond to an apology. So my wife and I, we made the, the deal that if somebody said we're sorry, we're actually going to speak forgiveness. I forgive you. Now, that's not always the first thing that we want to say, <laughs> and that's not always the easiest thing to say, and this is actually the point is that forgiveness is not always easy. Actually, forgiveness is really, really hard. And forgiveness is costly. What did it cost Jesus to forgive you of your sins? His whole life. His whole life. So when we forgive one another, we have to give up power. We have to give up control. We have to give up holding that sin over the head of the person who has wronged us. And so not only have my wife and I tried to do this with one another, but we've tried to model this with our children as well. That if one of them does something wrong, yes, we say to them, what do you need to say? You need to say you're sorry. But then we also say to the one who's been wronged, and what do you say? What do you say? And sometimes it's much harder for that one to say, I forgive you, than it is for the one to offer the apology. 
You know, I think of it like this. I think sometimes, even as adults or as parents, sometimes we, I, I feel like maybe we teach our children the wrong things when we put all the emphasis on the confession. If you've got Billy and you've got Johnny, and Billy pushes Johnny, what do we say to Billy? Billy, go talk to Johnny. And Billy, what do you need to say? Say you're sorry. And then oftentimes, what do we do? We say, give him a hug or something, right? Give him a hug, move on, go play. I would like to say to Johnny, Johnny, what are you going to say? What are you going to say, buddy? Are you going to speak forgiveness? Are you going to hold this? See, I have this uh, file folder here. And this is, uh, this is one person's file folder. You see, if somebody wrongs me, this person, I, uh, I open it up and I write down in this file the date of the wronging and what they did. And when I say to them, if I don't ever forgive them and I just say, don't worry, forget about it, we're good, it's as if I've written it down in the file folder And I've come to my record of wrongs, my file cabinet, in which I keep all people's records, and I file it away. And I actually file it away. I don't just set it on top because I'm very organized that way. But if that same person comes back to me the next day and they say, hey, Aaron, you know, I, I did that same thing to you again. I'm so sorry. And I say, you're sorry, right? Okay, well, it's no big deal, but I'll just record it here in your record of wrongs. But we're okay, we're good, go ahead. They come back the third day and they say, you know, they do the same thing to me again. They wrong me the same way. They say, oh man, I'm so sorry, I did it again. Eventually, I go, you said you were never going to do it again. Look how fat your folder is, right? I've been keeping track. If you, O oh Lord, kept a record of sins... Oh, Lord, who can stand? But with you, there is forgiveness. Say that with me. Forgiveness. If you, O oh Lord, kept a record of sins, O oh Lord, who could stand? But with you, there is. 1 Corinthians 13 says that love keeps no record of wrongs. I truly believe there's power in words, and there's a reason that Jesus spoke from the cross, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. I believe there's power in words, and we can and should, Christian people, reclaim those three simple words to actually speak forgiveness. Now, obviously, we're not Jesus, and we can't perfectly get rid of that record of wrongs as he can, but I believe that we should try. I believe that we should try. Just imagine this file folder example Imagine if this is how God treated you. If you came to the cross of Jesus Christ and you said, Father Almighty, I beg and plead for your mercy, I did the same thing again. And what if he just said to you, don't worry about it. <laughs> Go and sin no more. How would you feel? I believe that that confession would weigh heavy on us. This is the beautiful thing of forgiveness as it wipes it away. Not just the sin, but the weight of the guilt. The weight of the guilt. Satan wants us to keep a record of wrongs against our brothers and sisters in Christ and against others who have wronged us. 
But in Jesus Christ, there is forgiveness. There is forgiveness. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you, there is forgiveness. There is. There is. And this is why we're gathered to here on this Ash Wednesday to confess once again that because of our sin, from dust we are and to dust we shall return. That is the final consequence of sin in Genesis chapter 3. When sin entered the world and Adam and Eve fell into sin and everything came unraveled, the last words that were spoken to Adam from God were, from dust you are and to dust you shall return. We are mortal people and the wages of sin is death. And even in our mortal bodies, we will die unless Christ comes back. But we know, we know the story. We know that Christ is already victorious. And we know that Christ makes beautiful things out of dust, you and me included. So tonight, when we come forward for communion, when we come forward for communion, we're going to take these record of wrongs we're going to get rid of them. But before we get rid of them, and I show you how we're going to do that, if you haven't yet taken a moment, we're going to take two minutes, we'll say. You're going to write some things down. Things that maybe have been done against you that you're struggling, people's names that you're struggling to forgive, or maybe there's a recurring sin in your own life that you're just struggling to forgive yourself for and to receive Christ's forgiveness. Go ahead and Take this exercise as you will and write some things down. So down here, there's a good old-fashioned paper shredder. All right. So, later on, when you come up here, for the imposition of ashes or for communion, bring this piece of paper with you. All you have to do is you stick it in the middle of the slot. All right. I was talking to Marcus about this earlier, and I said, man, I hope this old thing holds out. And we, we got a lot of stuff to shred. And he said, you know, if it goes, if it goes up in flames, you know, the, the image is probably still good. So um, it'll be a little bit noisy. We'll go with it. All right. So... Um, that's what we're planning on doing. So right now, though, we are going to uh, receive our offerings. And if you uh, need to, you can continue working on your record of wrongs. Hopefully, hopefully you don't need another sheet. All right? All right. We receive our offerings. <laughs> 